All right, guys, uh, this is podcast number two. Uh, I am Johnny. And I'm Chin. And we're really excited to be back here for this the second podcast in our series. Uh, kind of crazy time that we're doing this in. This is the COVID-19 era, obviously. Insane. It's really, <laughs> really insane. Yeah. Um, never, you know, I never dreamed anything like this could happen during our lifetime. But here it is. We are in the middle of it. Um, and uh, right now, actually, uh, I'm no longer in New York. I'm recording from uh, a different state. Uh, so it's uh, it's all yep. insane to me. Yeah. And you're, just for listeners who don't know, uh, Chin is in the States, and I am in Istanbul, Turkey, mm-hmm. doing this by a very long distance. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, um, you know, all that aside, I think I'm really having a lot of fun with these podcasts, and I'm very happy to be back here for number two. Yep. Very exciting. And uh, so this one is, this is back to nostalgia. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're talking about our top five gaming moments in our lives. I, I, I actually, I think this is more like five top gaming experiences, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're yeah, it's you know, it's not like oh man, I beat this boss. You know, it's a, you know, it's more of a a full package experience. I think. So um, yeah, we're just we're counting back from five to one, and since you know, Chin and I have been friends forever, a lot of these moments have crossover. So. Um, but yeah, we can we can start with you, and if you just uh, you know, being a, a child of the '80s and early '90s, um, you know, there's sure to be a lot of classic gaming moments on your list. So you can start it out with your number five. All right, sounds good. So my number five moment or experience is getting a Final Fantasy two for the SNES um, with my brother. Uh, so this uh, is actually a very special moment for me. Um, it was my brother's birthday. Uh, I remember going to a Toys R Us. Um, those, I think, those are still around, right? Toys R Us. I don't. I, I thought they went. <laughs> I think they're closed. Are they? Are they, they they went the route of Blockbuster. I think so. I think they're now uh, extinct. Oh wow. Well, yeah. anyway, time capsule. Um, yeah, I loved. Oh my God, Toys. Just the mention of the word Toys R Us takes me back to a very happy place. Yeah, happy place of fluorescent lights and really dingy uh... <laughs> <laughs> and like plastic uh things on the wall with a game card in it that you couldn't you have to bring it up to the front mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i remember um with toys r us uh, my parents took my brother and i into the store and i remember uh the first thing you see are these walls of glass mm-hmm. uh, right you walk through and you can't touch anything everything's behind glass and everything's yep, yep. Very expensive, uh, including this game, Final Fantasy II. Uh, my yeah. parents told my brother to pick out any game he wanted for his birthday, and he walked right up to Final Fantasy II. It's this bright Summer, red yeah. box. <laughs> and he's like, I wanted this one. And I looked at the price tag, and I'm like, oh, my God. This is insane. Nope. $70. That's insane. Now, just a question for you. that um, Did you guys have Final Fantasy One? NES? We did. Uh, we actually played the hell out of Final Fantasy 1. Uh, okay. We bought a strategy guide. I remember this really big strategy guide with um, uh, this axe and sword in the world. And it's just, I mean, for us, I, I think I was probably uh, eight or nine at the time. Yeah. And it, we just, we played that one to death. So naturally, we got some Nintendo and we got this one. And it was, um, I didn't even play it for like the first six months, I'm sure. He probably just like went 
all out and eat yeah. everything up. Sitting cross-legged on the floor, staring. <laughs> yeah. <at me>. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a special moment. Uh, it was a moment of extravagance for us. We grew up not very, um, you know, wealthy or anything. So a seventy-dollar game. Um, yeah, that's, was something that's, else for us. That's amazing. Um, so it was your your aunt's birthday present for him. Is that what it was? No, no, it's my parents' birthday present for him. Or your parents' birthday present for him. Okay, man, that's amazing. I can imagine. Um, you know, Final Fantasy. Well, we'll. I'm sure we'll talk about it later in the list, but. I was introduced to Final Fantasy much later than you were, mm-hmm. um, but I did have two. I don't know how it ended up in my collection. <laughs> I did have Final Fantasy two, and uh, it was just I. You remember the first dungeon when you go down and you fight that um, white dragon? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that That's mist, mist dragon. Right? Dragon. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I, I fought that dragon, and that's when I realized how, you know, the game was not a hack and slash. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it required some brain power, and I think that's where I gave up on it. <laughs> when I realized that I would have to use my brain, yeah. I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I'll go play Final Fight." Yeah, yeah, you actually had to read playing through this game. <laughs> read, read dialogue in these boxes. I'm like, "What the hell?" I mean, I, I didn't, I did not like it because it was a game, and I love games a lot. <laughs> It's 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 a novelty of a game. Well, this is way before uh, when RPGs became this giant thing in the states, right? Yeah, no, it was total niche thing, and uh, you know, it evolved out of Dungeons and Dragons pen and paper games. Mm-hmm. So it was just not not mainstream at all. No. Yeah. So the fact that you guys had that and had it new from Toys R Us. Well, I, I think that you know, looking at uh, YouTube videos of uh, just playthroughs of NES games and SNES games, they last maybe 25 minutes for a playthrough. Yeah. This game uh-huh. is like 60 hours of it. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, dude, it, that's unbelievable. You know, I think that's where hardcore gamers were for. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> In those early days. Yeah, so but, that's, that's my number five uh, gaming experience. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, just a quick question: Did you keep your uh, plastic sleeve that clipped onto the bottom of the? You know, the... You, you would think I I did, uh, considering uh, I haven't touched my NES uh, collection in forever, uh-huh. and they actually fit pretty snug on there. But uh, yeah. somehow we just lose it all for some reason. I don't know. I, I used to love that about SNES games, just the fact that they had that little slip cover on mm-hmm. the on the bottom, the dust cover. Yeah, I, I think so... uh, that. I think that's pretty cool. Though I do love the Genesis boxes. Nothing beats the Genesis boxes. <laughs> you know, SNES is for another conversation for another time. Obviously, uh-huh. SNES is way better than Genesis in every way, <laughs> um, except except for... Mortal Kombat One. Except for Mortal Kombat One. Well, I I can argue that it's way better than Mortal Kombat. Way better on SNES, but that's again another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but but the boxes on Genesis. Mm-hmm. I must agree. Yeah, nothing beats them. Very cool. So, what's your number five on this? So, list? my number five is, um, you know, I'll take you back to the early days of, well, the mid '80s. I, I now I tried to really pinpoint a date for this, but I, you know, I was three or four years old. I, I know that I was three or four years old, and that puts it about 1985, 1986. And uh, this is when 
uh, this is really my first when when I first came on the radar in terms of uh, understanding what video games were. So it's it's literally my first video game memory of of seeing a video game on a screen. Wow. Yeah, and uh, it was that powerful. And, and you know, at that age, your brain is so absorbent. Um, and I think that's probably cemented my destiny. Talk about nature nurture. Look at that. <laughs> this, power, this moment might have been the moment that set me on the path of uh, becoming obsessed with video games. Um, but yeah, I was, I was in the house in Dorchester, which is a neighborhood of Boston. And uh, I remember this, it was a rare moment because my whole family was together. My parents were divorced a few years later, but we were all together at this time. And my siblings, I have two... Uh, older sisters and an older brother and so I was the baby of the family and we were just all sitting in the house it was like a it was warm so it was spring or summer and it was an evening I remember it was just getting dark and we were all in the living room of my house and we had you know a big um, old-fashioned tv with the turn turn knobs you know the, wow yep the dials that you turn yep I had a couple <laughs> of those too <laughs> yeah. and, um and I was just sitting on the floor with them surrounding me. There was a lot of buzz. And I don't know if the system, the ColecoVision, because this was the ColecoVision that we were playing on. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we had just gotten the system and that's why everybody was so excited or what. But lots of buzz, lots of excitement. And I'm sitting on the floor and I look up at this screen. Mm-hmm. And the game that I see playing on the screen is Centipede. Centipede. And, wow. Yeah, Centipede. And that was, of course, a home port of the arcade, Centipede. And I was—I've never seen anything like it. Obviously, I was three, <laughs> four years old. Obviously, I hadn't seen much of anything, but <laughs> uh-huh. but I just remember being mesmerized. I was so intrigued by the black background and the, the colorful little blips going yeah. back and forth, you, and the pattern of how they go you know, down. And you know what? What's craziest? I think for us that moment of seeing our first game is for a lot of people like having getting the first color television back in yeah right the right. 50s yeah. or whatever you know yeah, my mom talks about my mom talks about getting the first color tv she remembers that moment and um she was the first person in her whole neighborhood who had a color tv wow <laughs> her neighbor used to come over and watch it at her house yeah, it's crazy because uh, now we all have little tv screens in our hands we all have like super hd <laughs> Screens, but yeah, but for, just for me, I remember. I'll never forget that. Moment. I hope I never forget it. You know, but um, it was a really powerful moment. My family, my I was surrounded by family. We're all having a great time, and I'm just sitting up at the screen watching my brother play, mm-hmm. and just waiting for my turn. And I remember getting the controller, and you know, I died instantly. But I was just having so much fun, and I just knew whatever this thing is, I want it. I want more. <laughs> it's a drug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 That's awesome. So, yeah, that's my number five on the Coleco Vision in the mid '80s. Man, I feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> We're freaking old, man. Yeah. It's not, you know, people talk about being old all the time, but mm. the stuff we're talking about right now, it really dates us. Yeah, it's crazy, but that's awesome. Though I remember um, seeing Pac-Man for the first time. I think I was maybe four, yeah. and that, you know, I didn't. Well, I didn't know what to think. I was at someone's house. Um, and I, I think 
you kind of know Pac-Man, you know, by just going around and seeing the arcade machines. But yeah, yeah, or but, like on TV, I'm sure you've seen something about Pac-Man. Yeah, but seeing someone's home, you know, yeah, it's totally different experience. It's Incredible. pretty amazing. Yeah, you know what stood out with Pac-Man with me was the cherries. For some reason, those floating cherries—that's <laughs> like little so cool. graphics. I was just like, yeah. But yeah, so what about your, uh, so we have our number four, out of the, number five out of the way. What about your number four? All right, my number four on the list is a really strange game. Um, it's not really a game. It's a, it's a cartridge, right? Um, so I'm sure no one in America, 99% uh, of gamers out there probably never, ever um, got this or experienced this. Uh, so I remember as a kid, uh, we lived in East Boston and uh we had the nes at the time and my mother comes home one night with this cartridge that looked nothing like a regular nintendo cartridge right you know the gray block it's, yeah. th it's this like weird um colored uh half cartridge with an adapter underneath it uh with a ribbon on it yeah. and i believe uh what uh what we know now is it was a old uh famine con cartridge but with an adapter connected to it to fit uh american uh, machines okay yeah yeah so it's a 42 in one nes cartridge uh okay. and they had some uh some weird games on it i mean it had mario um it also had tennis i believe and it had um kung fu on it uh but it also had strange games like popeye and and this and mappy and penguin adventure and <laughs> i'm like what the hell is this but 42 games in one cartridge it's insane on as on a nintendo you know talk about a life hack at that time <laughs> yeah that's incredible i mean you must have felt so powerful <laughs> I, honestly i didn't know what to think it's um no. nobody had anything like that. <laughs> i'm like what the hell is this mom where did you pick this up I think yeah. I think she mentioned she bought it for like 150 bucks or something. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, uh, I don't know where she got it. I don't know why she got it. We didn't ask for it because we didn't know this thing existed, you know. Uh, but she came home one night with it, and uh, I think we played it to death in the next five years. <laughs> Insane, dude. That's I can imagine like how they're talking it up while they're selling it. They're like, you know, this has 42 games. <laughs> You know, this would normally cost you about $1,000. Yeah, you know, honestly, if I were her in her shoes, I would not buy that. I'm like, hey, bootleg <laughs> game cartridge. You don't even know there's going to be a game on it, really. <laughs> yeah, that one knows. On, on the cover of it, there was, uh, I think there's some Chinese letters. Uh, mm -hmm. And there's some kid on it with a dragon behind him. And it looked really cool. I, I didn't care, obviously. I mean, I got a cartridge with 42 games on it. You know? <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but is this the first moment of our crossover? Because I believe that you did let me borrow that cartridge. Yeah, yeah. I remember telling you about it. Uh, I'm sure uh, probably wowed you. Got some... Uh, oh, yeah, I remember taking it... Street points for this. Now, this is weird because if I took it home, that was the really early days when I first met you. Mm -hmm. And I, I seem to remember you letting me borrow it, but do you, do you think you did? Yeah, I think you came over to my home and you borrowed it. Yeah, on Dorchester Avenue. You yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, what was I doing with an NES at that time? I guess this was Funko Land days, so I must have had a 
I, I remember okay. we had an NES um, kick uh, one summer where you went to Fun Clan, you bought an NES with a ton yeah, of games yeah. on it, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But that was, I'm wondering if it was after that or before that. You know, I don't remember. I'm surprised I still had it. Because yeah, those were well into our SNES days. Wait, you still have that cartridge or you're, you're surprised we still had the NES? Uh, yeah, we still had the NES. I'm so- okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. But no, I remember distinctly the ribbon and I remember, mm-hmm. you know, I remember taking it home and popping it in and Mappy was the first game that popped up. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this game sucks, but... And then, <laughs> and then I think the second game I played was Popeye. Yeah. And I was like, this game also sucks. Yeah. But there were some good games on there. Um, yeah, most of the games sucked, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was entertaining, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, dude, if I had that, I would feel like the coolest kid in the neighborhood. I, I was the only kid on the block with a really rare weird cartridge with 42 games on it i mean who the hell has that right so for sure for sure and that adds to the whole mystique of gaming Uh at that age when you have these little what would you call these relics or like little uh enchanted items (laughs) (laughs) magic legendary game card that has 42 games one yeah nintendo's like uh no that's not Uh, that's not kosher (laughs) but no that's an awesome one Yeah. yeah So that's my number four. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, uh, my number four is uh, it's a moment that took place probably, again, I try to date these, and I, I estimate that this happened about 1989. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so this was a Saturday morning in my house, mm-hmm. and I was about seven years old, and I remember I was playing Mike Tyson's Punch-Out on NES. Oh, yeah. In my underwear, not that you need to know that, but I wasn't in my underwear, and I had a t-shirt on. <laughs> as as and, long as you're not full-on naked while you're gaming. No, I wasn't yeah. naked. I never gamed naked. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you know, I, I was uh, playing Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, and I had been playing it for a while at that time. Mm-hmm. And NES was off limits for me. So it was, um, it was my brother's NES, and you know, he got it on Christmas morning. And one of the reasons why that Christmas morning when we got NES is not on this top five is because he forbode, forbade me for, <laughs> from playing it. <laughs> he was like, this is my system. You understand? It's mine. You're not playing. <laughs> so what I used to do was whenever he was out with his friends, I would sneak play it. So I'd have to go nice. into his room. I would have to put, take everything very carefully play the games and then set everything back exactly as it was otherwise he would like beat the crap out of me you, you're home. like a kevin McAllister in home alone you know you're sneaking yeah. into your older brother's room exactly exactly yeah. yeah so uh anyway i got really good at punch out and um i was playing it a lot and i i you know i learned the mike tyson code which i still know 0073735963 <laughs> uh <laughs> never forget that code uh-huh. uh still works for all you listeners out there um but yeah uh I, I was playing it that saturday morning and i had played mike tyson many times before and you know i'd done the traditional route fighting all the way through um i remember the guy that really gave me hard a hard time was super macho man he was one of mm-hmm. the hardest guys for me um but anyway once i had the code i had a direct route and I was just playing him over and over and over again. And I remember I was like in a trance. Nothing else mattered. I was in this, I had this tunnel vision. 
Mm-hmm. I, would, I didn't even care. Like, I would die so often. It was just like dying is a normal thing. You know, I just die and then yeah. I play again. And then I play again. It was like a ping pong match of dying and playing again. <laughs> and, then, and then just in an instant, I remember hitting him down for the third time in, in a round. I don't know if it was the second or third round. Wow. And I, and I remember him falling back. And my, uh, my sister's boyfriend was there. I think he was waiting for my sister to get ready. She was upstairs. Uh-huh. And he was watching me and he said, Johnny, did you just beat Mike Tyson? <laughs> <laughs> you were just like in, in a high, you know? I was in a zone. I, my adrenaline uh-huh. was like through the roof. And I just watched him fall back. And then I heard that. Did you just my <laughs> and then I remember just, I remember this rush of like intense joy and adrenaline. And oh my God. Excitement. And then I saw little Mac, you know, he, he's in that pose. I was like, I, I'm the best video game player in the world. Yeah. I just proved it. <laughs> Oh my god! You know, I think uh, Mike Tyson for me. I, I put in the code too because I can't get to Mike Tyson. It's uh, hard. Man. Yeah, I, I last maybe three seconds in the first round, and then it's over. You know, one punch and I'm gone. And it's so dis- dis- disheartening. It's depressing. And you know what? What's crazy is that you try to play Punch Out today, and it's yeah. hard. That game is hard as hell, man. It's hard. It's stressful. It's hard. Um, although I have seen some insane stuff where, you know, they do speed runs. Mm-hmm. I've seen a guy beat the entire game blindfolded. Oh my God. It's, it's just going by the, the audio of the game. He goes by the audio and oh. he knows the rhythm of the music and, the, and everything. Oh, that's you know, crazy. He's beaten blindfolded. That's crazy. You know, I, I love seeing the videos also of uh, developers reacting to people speed running their game. Oh yeah, they like, they do things that the developers did not intend them to do. Yeah. yeah, so it's insane. Yeah, I love watching that stuff, but those people are. Uh, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> not that day dedicated. Yeah, you, you have to get like into the zone. Just keep dying, coming back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that was number. That's four awesome. For me. That's awesome. I love my Tyson's Punch Out. I love regular Punch Out. Uh, I think the the newer just punch out came after Mike Tyson's punch out, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mike Tyson was the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have punch out or Mike Tyson's punch out? I remember playing Mike Tyson's punch out and then we bought punch out. So I never owned Mike Tyson's punch out. Yeah. That, yeah we were lucky enough to have the, the Mike Tyson one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, when I saw that Mr. Dream or whatever that guy was on the, cover of the new punch out uh-huh. <laughs> like, that is not punch out well mike tyson is a badass you know yeah this game belongs to mike tyson. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. awesome that's awesome yeah man so what about uh what about number three all right number three for me is a game that uh i actually never owned this game I played at your house mm-hmm. this is resident evil one for the playstation oh yes yeah Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I think this is the one game on the PlayStation. There's a lot of games on, on the PlayStation that are just amazing. But yeah. I think this is the one for me. Um, when I saw it, um, I, I've been reading it in magazines for months and months and months. Me too. I remember. <laughs> and, and then... Really you, biohazard in Japan. Yeah, biohazard, yeah. 
and you got the game and um i remember going to your home maybe sometime in the spring i don't remember uh but we played it for the first time and you walk through and then into that room and then the zombie turns around and that was over for me i mean that was like playstation is the best that was a a new frontier in gaming (laughs) unbelievable yeah that was terrifying and that was i remember that moment and uh yeah, I think was that in the uh, the big classic boxes that PlayStation used to have? Yeah, with big... with the ridges on the side. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the yeah. old the first uh, PlayStation boxes before they became the jewel plastic case. jewel case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those were so much better. I love those cases. Yeah, but I think this is like uh, you know uh, when the PlayStation came out, they had games like Toshiden and um, yeah. with Jumping Flash. You know those like really. Yeah kind of just like uh just really one-off games but this game just felt so deep and yeah so like i've never seen zombies in the game you know just the first game was zombies for me and it's right right just like zombies that actually scared you yeah so so visceral and you know it takes multiple shots to kill a zombie it's just like insane unbelievable yeah i think before before resident evil the scariest game that i'd ever played was friday the 13th oh my friday the 13th scares the shit out of me today yeah, yeah, you know that that game is really terrifying I, I think the one thing about friday the 13th that scares me more than anything else is the music i mean yeah if you play it now uh it's even scarier than it was back then it's like that dirty grungy 80s and you know the, the the premise of the game is you need to go uh, kill Jason and save kids otherwise these campers are just dying one by one yeah, and, and how scary is that lies yeah it's terrifying you can see them dying and you're like oh my god yeah yeah but yeah but Resident Evil I mean really took that fear and brought it into a and you know, yeah and I feel like Resident uh, Evil for me is the, the the big the first PlayStation experience that I got that I just felt like this is beyond anything that i've ever experienced in gaming before um without a doubt and yeah i think that was an incredible game mm-hmm. and uh even the cheesy opening with the real actors you know and i guess when you're coming from you know nintendo uh, snes and all those i mean they're all cheesy you know so i mean none of, for, for me i don't know that intro never felt cheesy to me i don't know why i think it's because i was seeing live action video oh yeah, yeah yeah you know, it's just like holy crap! I was more mesmerized with the fact that it was live action <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. than the actual acting. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah, that was an amazing game, and that's a good, good memory. Mm-hmm. Fearful, terrifying memory. Yeah, just this visceral experience. You so... the master of unlocking. <laughs> <laughs> you ridiculous! Blood uh-huh. must be Chris's blood. <laughs> no hope. This is not Chris's blood. So bad, it's so bad, but so good, yeah. right? Yeah, so bad and so good. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, so my number three was, and this is you know relevant today because just yesterday we had the release of the remake of this game. Oh yes, come out into the modern world. Final Fantasy VII for the PlayStation One. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a game that much like Resident Evil and so many other games, when you're a gaming freak and you're reading about a game for so long in mm-hmm. these magazines, Electronic Gaming Monthly, 
game pro um you're, you're reading about this for months and months the hype is building you're seeing new screenshots you can't believe that it looks realistic. <laughs> even though like that game in particular it, it doesn't look realistic at all <laughs> but, yeah but i think that you know it had pre-rendered backgrounds and mm-hmm. that was really impressive um but yeah my moment is um when i actually got the game and this is a big crossover for you and me uh because when i had the game i invited you mm-hmm. and your brother over to the house yep and i that was the first time that i ever met your brother quinn was that the first time that was our very first wow meeting. that's exciting okay that's really cool yeah and uh you know i'd heard of him before um and i knew that he was a hardcore gamer but i'd never actually met him and so it's great that you mentioned final fantasy 2 and you know how you know deep into that you guys were mm-hmm. because i didn't know how to play final fantasy 7 <laughs> <laughs> i bought it purely off the hype mm-hmm. of, you know this amazing release and, and i remember i got a free shirt with it which is awesome you, get, you got a what i'm sorry I got a free t-shirt oh a free final t-shirt fantasy. oh very nice yeah. And I bought it at Sears. Oh God! Is... <laughs> Sears. <laughs> and you know I hated Sears, but um, yeah, I went there for this. I think because I had a coupon. You know what? I had a coupon from a gaming magazine where I could get that free T-shirt if I took it into Sears. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow. Well, you know, Final Fantasy VII. I think that's the one game that you got uh, because uh, at that time I did not have the PlayStation. But that's the the one game that you got that made me more jealous than anything in the world. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's kind of the that was the holy grail at the time. Unbelievable! That was amazing. How many discs was it? Three discs. Three discs. Is is that the first game with like multiple discs? I don't know if it was the first game. Let me think about that. Um, I it? think there were some other games that had multiple discs, but three discs. That might be the first. Yeah, I remember uh, you wouldn't let me uh, flip through your instruction manual. No, 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 I hated when anybody touched my instruction <laughs> manual. If, uh, you know, we had a, a mutual friend, Chris Dotton, and he used to, you know, think I was a total psychopath for not letting him touch my mm. manual. Um, but I just, I liked everything pristine, and I could see the fingerprints rubbing off on it, and I was just like, nah, no, nah, you know, <laughs> put it back. And that that game in particular had a very thick substantial book final Fantasy seven was a special one that one i think that's really what brought all this the the japanese rpgs over to the states yeah for sure and And i just that was an amazing morning you know it was a saturday morning uh we're we're kids and we just have nothing that we want to do more Mm -hmm. than play that game you know and so just you guys coming over and quinn basically really was like a lot of it was quinn playing it and Mm -hmm. kind of watching and observing he's teaching me about how to use phoenix downs and you know right? it's just, <laughs> you gotta cast this spell and uh and i was just mesmerized because finally it was like uh you know that the older final fantasy games they were very simplistic graphics but this one had amazing cg and just beautiful music and mm-hmm. it was so cinematic that i was just like i'm going to play this game all the way through i, I knew i was um, so I was really learning from your brother, like my Obi Wan. Just you know, kind of steady under him. Very nice. So that was a great, great memory for me. Yep, very cool. So what about number two? All right, number two. Well, this one uh, is very special to me. Um, it's getting the Super Nintendo for the first time. Oh my god! 
And it was uh, I remember going to a friend's house and they had this Nintendo and they were playing Link to the Past. And yeah. of course, I was like, "Wow, amazing, right?" Um, but of course, my family we couldn't afford um, a new console at the time, so right. I've been badgering my aunt for money to get this Nintendo uh, because my cousins had it. My cousins had it; they were playing it a lot. And I was like, man, I just really want this. So I've been badging her for a long, long time. And I remember she was going to the airport. She was going to fly somewhere for a few months. Uh, and I knew that that was my only chance, my last chance, to try to convince her to give me the money to buy this console. Oh, my God. And I was at the airport, and I was acting all pouty. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I'm like, I just assume Nintendo, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and she's like... Okay, here it is, ninety nine dollars. Go get yourself a Super Nintendo, and that was the happiest, one of the happiest moments in my life, in my gaming life. You see, pouting goes a long way. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's a good one. That's a, I mean, Super Nintendo, so much joy, so many years of happiness. And of course, we we couldn't afford any games, so we just rented games a bunch. Right. And the first. game we rented my brother rented uh link to the past and i rented joe and mac actually that's the the first game i played on the super nintendo joe and mac is one of those ones that was always on the rack at, at blockbuster well you know it, the thing that appealed to me was you know the bright colors you know you have these two cavemen yeah. and just dinosaurs and yeah that's total saturday morning totally totally saturday yeah. morning mm-hmm. so yeah so that was uh really uh and I think the one thing that still sticks with me today is opening the box for the first time and you get uh-huh. get this Nintendo's manufacturing smell out of it. Dude, the Nintendo smell, nothing beats the Nintendo smell. And now uh, I remember getting the Switch and I opened the box and I'm like, I hope the smell is there. I hope it's there, you know. And it wasn't. And I was like, oh, God. It hasn't been there for a while. No, it's gone. It's over. I don't know what so I think they ran out of pixie dust or whatever they're spraying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I know exactly the smell. Mm-hmm. And it's an amazing smell. It's an mm-hmm. amazing experience. Nintendo is just it reeks of quality, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> reeks of quality, nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's the smell. You're smelling pure quality. <laughs> <laughs> Seal of approval. <laughs> Seal of approval has little fumes coming off of it. Yeah. It's sad. Uh, it's that's a great one. Yeah, Super Nintendo was also for me huge moment. It was a birthday present. Mm-hmm. Um, my, you know, my parents were divorced, and my dad sent money, and uh, my mom used that money towards it. But I got the family edition, so I got the one that came with Mario World, and um, uh, so that was like two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, like under one fifty. I'm yeah, not sure. This ver- the version I got was called the controller set version. It had one controller and nothing else. Yeah, no the game. Core, mm-hmm. the core unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I, I remember, and I remember um, just playing Super Mario World for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had played, uh, prior to that, I had played Sega Genesis because mm-hmm. I rented it. Um, but this was so much, you could just feel the quality. You know that what you're playing is... Actually, the, the first Super Nintendo game that I uh, played was Contra. Remember Super Contra? Oh, yeah, Super Contra. Yeah. Uh, for, for anyone who uh, grew up in Boston uh, at that time, uh, 
will probably remember Leechmere is a just yeah. it's like Sears but not as nice as Sears. Yeah, like crappier Sears. Yeah, uh, and I walked into the store and they had the display and and that was the first time I experienced this with Nintendo was through oh that. Yeah. I can imagine. I can imagine the excitement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your number two on your list? All right, so my number two is a really, really special one. And um, this one is, again, there's some crossover with you and me, and it really involves you and me. Uh, so this one is a Christmas gaming experience that happened uh, around 1997. I think, uh, yeah, I think this is the one experience that I, it's still today I am dumbfounded with. <laughs> Unbelievable. I've never seen anything like this before in my life. <laughs> in heaven. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, to around this time, late 90s, I, uh, I had gotten a part-time job to um, earn some money to feed my gaming obsession. Um, just because I, I didn't want to have to keep going to my mom and saying, can I get this game? Can I get this game? Uh, I was, you know, becoming a man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wanted to get my own goddamn games. And so... I literally got a game. I got a job just to buy video games. Uh, um, what What was the job? Uh, I worked at Aubon Pan. Oh yeah, okay, I remember this. For those listeners who don't know what that is, it's like a kind of like a bootleg Panera Bread. <laughs> <laughs> it's very popular in the Northeast in America, uh-huh. but not every state has them. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's just like a. It used to be a lot more you know a lot closer to panera bread but now it's like a they've kind of streamlined it so you go get your own stuff and Mm -hmm. take it out but anyway um i worked there for a few years and in this period of time i had saved a lot of money and i decided that instead of um you know just on christmas morning going down and opening a pair of socks and you know whatever gift my mom got me and just saying oh thanks ma and then going upstairs and you know staring out the window and you know wondering what it's all about (laughs) you took matters in your own hand i said no 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 no." i said i'm gonna make my own christmas exactly what i want it to be and what do i want it to be of course i want it to be you know a gaming paradise (laughs) So, so i remember i saved like uh close to a thousand dollars i think i had like oh, nine gosh nine hundred to a thousand dollars uh 1997 ish oh, and God. um i just I, yeah i saved tons of money and then i <laughs> i remember i think my mother took me to to best buy it was it my mother or my brother-in-law it might have been Ennis. i'm not okay. sure but somebody took me to best buy and i just started filling my cart and <laughs> looking at me like i was an insane person they're like <laughs> What are you doing? <laughs> and I, I just kept filling it with every single game, every single peripheral, you know, whatever I wanted that I didn't have. I just loaded my card up, and I took all that stuff home, and I wrapped it up. <laughs> I wrapped it up in beautiful wrapping paper and ribbon and bows, and I, wrote, I wrote to Jonathan on every one of them. And I put I put them all under the tree, and I remember my mother seeing me put all this stuff <laughs> under the tree, and she was like, "Wow, 
you got a lot of presents for somebody. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, somebody. <laughs> I got wow. them for somebody, all right. Wow. I, I remember yeah, uh, I was with you when you uh, started wrapping all these presents up. Yeah. And I was like, well, you know, isn't Christmas supposed to be seeing, <laughs> being surprised by the games that you're getting? <laughs> yeah. That's that's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's about getting what you want. But that can easily be faked. <laughs> I'll, I'll more I'll happily fake that emotion uh-huh. just to go through the motions, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, and I remember one of the games that I got was uh, this this one I mail ordered, and it was the gold cartridge edition of Nintendo sixty four's masterpiece. Uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that. And you got the the gold controller with it. No, I that was a no? third party controller. Uh, I did get a I did get a gold controller. Mm-hmm. But it was not an official. They didn't make an official gold Nintendo controller until years like not years later but mm-hmm. later. And uh so I had to get a third party one. And it was like really gold. It was like two gold. You know, I, I remember um, you also got a gold rumble pack with it. Yeah, I got a gold rumble and pack. I, I remember uh, playing Zelda that morning with you, and um, <laughs> I remember we were in the Deku Tree. Yeah, level, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then you jumped off, uh, like one of the branches, or yeah, something. yeah. I was inside the tree, and I jumped off like a ledge on the inside, mm-hmm. and I landed like smack dab in the, <laughs> on the ground, like smashed myself. And the controller almost exploded. <laughs> the controller rumbled and it wouldn't stop rumbling. It was just <laughs> constant rumbling. <laughs> I remember I had to put it down on the ground and it was just having a seizure. It was like, we were just staring at it. We were staring at the controller while it was like walking across the floor. <laughs> Unbelievable. That was. <laughs> yeah, th- th- this is everything. You know, third party. Holy shit, perfect. man. Nintendo really want you to feel the experience. <laughs> The controller is like it can't handle that Christmas morning for you. You want to you want to jump off a ledge? Yeah, boom. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, uh, that was you know that was an amazing moment. And I remember that's probably another one that was you know was that pre this was before Final Fantasy VII it had to be. I I don't remember. I don't remember. I think it was before Final was Fantasy it? VII. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean that that whole morning, just the fact that I kept opening everything that I wanted. You know, I I don't remember what I got for Christmas that Saturday morning, um, but I lived through you that morning. That was the most <laughs> intense. And what what were some of the games that you got that morning aside from Zelda? Um, I had another one, a big one that was you know pretty new release at the time was Metal Gear Solid. Oh yeah, uh, PlayStation One and that game was insane you know mm-hmm. such a masterpiece of, no, there was nothing like that at the time no that was amazing um, mm-hmm. everything about that game was so unique and just again high quality great game uh i also had tenchu which was oh um, yeah i love tenchu Tenchu. <laughs> that was it. such a good game so fun um, yeah, I had a bunch of PlayStation 1 games, so many. I also had like Tomb Raider 3, which I, I only bought Tomb Raider 3 because it was new. And um, <laughs> I, I totally lost interest in Tomb Raider at that time. But uh-huh. 
bought it just because it was the latest one. And I bought um, Crack Bandicoot Warped, which turned out to be the best of the entire series. And I beat that game all the way through. Um, Amazing. But yeah, and Ocarina of Time, of course, was the star of the show. That game was just such a masterpiece. So great. And uh, But yeah, that's the, that's the Christmas that, you know, I'll never forget. <laughs> Very nice. I, I wanted. Very nice. Yeah. All right, so that, I think that brings us to number one. Yeah, number one, which is uh, the same on both of our lists. Yeah, this is uh, without a doubt, in both of our opinions, the number one gaming moment in our lives. And uh, I'll let you, you can introduce it. Yeah, I, I remember. Um, so this is this was not only just a game release, this was a concert release. So yeah. this was 1999, September 9, 1999. <laughs> and it was the Sega Dreamcast. And yeah. I remember uh, we were, uh, we spent the whole entire summer on, on my porch just talking about this game. We pre-ordered this game. How how many months did we pre-order this system? Uh, some, yeah, we pre-ordered it well in advance, at least a couple of months in advance. Um, well, it's more than a couple months in advance, right? I mean, it had to be... Before summer, right? We... Yeah, before summer, yeah. No, it was before summer. Yeah. That's right. So we had the whole summer to just fantasize about how awesome it was going to be. And yeah. it was amazing. Unbelievable. Um, take us back. Take us back to that day. And, uh, well, and you, know, you know, the I think uh, the one interesting thing about um, this launch was uh, it was released at the, around similar time as Final Fantasy VIII. And of course, yeah. being uh, Final Fantasy fans, uh, we I pre-ordered Final Fantasy VIII as well. Uh, so, yeah, so did I. And uh, I believe they, for the launch, that uh, Electronic Boutique, uh, this is before GameStop took it over, Electronic Boutique, yeah, that's great. Uh, they launched Final Fantasy VIII before the launch date so that people wouldn't, wouldn't crowd the store right. for the Dreamcast. Right, right, right. Yeah. So I got my Final Fantasy VIII, I think, the day before. Um, and then we both, uh, after school, went to uh, the shop and redeemed our Dreamcast. Now, wait a minute. I'm, see, this is where my memory gets really foggy. So did I also... No, I know I had Final Fantasy VIII, like, either the release date or the next day. Mm -hmm. Did I get it with you or no? I don't remember. I remember you traded in a bunch of games for it, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, but now we you you're saying we went to, to Electronics Boutique before the launch or I think I went to Electronics Boutique before the launch to get my Final Fantasy eight. Okay, gotcha. And, and then we yeah. went on the day of to actually pick up the Dreamcast. So then when was Hydro Thunder purchased? I think that was uh the day of the launch. So that was the day of the launch. I remember you got every single game for the Dreamcast with yeah, pretty much, pretty much, including Hydro yeah. Thunder. And you actually uh, a gift from you to me because I couldn't afford any games at the time. You got me a copy of Hydro Thunder. I remember that. What I don't remember is why Hydro Thunder. Why? Oh, I, don't, I don't know. You should have gotten me uh, Soul Calibur. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> You know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking on the day we went, because I think I went with you to get your Final Fantasy 8. Mm -hmm. And I think that 
at that time the only game that they were allowing us to to buy why was hydro thunder you, you should have waited a day and then got me <laughs> so caliber the following day <laughs> yeah it's weird i, I don't know I, of all the games that i could have got you it's not like they were differently priced <laughs> yeah but, i don't know but I mean, hydro thunder was a hell of a game yeah hey, yeah it's great i mean it was uh, better than a uh, demo disc that i played to death so <laughs> That's so weird. I, I'm just wondering why. I, that's weird. But anyway, yes, I did get you Hydro Thunder. Thank you very much. That was a You're great welcome. gift from you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, just that. I remember that day. Um, now, did we go to pick it up after school? I remember riding the subway home in the afternoon. So it had to be after school. It, I would imagine it's after school because uh, I stuffed my backpack with this giant Dreamcast box that <laughs> looked very now, suspicious. In my memory, in my memory, we were there with Ennis, with my brother-in-law. Is that correct? I don't, I don't remember that. I remember, was he there to protect us on the subway in case someone jumped us and took us? That's what I'm thinking. My, my memory is really mixed up here, but I, maybe he was working in that mall for some reason. Yeah, who knows? I don't know, but uh, yeah, we were very worried about getting jumped on the way home. Yeah, we uh, we lived on a night not so nice area of Dorchester, so yeah, and we were both riding the subway home with huge bags full of gaming goodness. Yeah, I remember uh, going to uh, your house first. Uh, yeah, and we set it up, and the first game you popped in there was Soul Calibur. Of course, and of course. that was mind blowing. Oh my God! Do you remember that intro to Soul Calibur? Yeah. Just- you know, the amazing thing about that is Soul Calibur still looks fantastic, in my opinion, today. Dude, it not only looks fantastic, it, it plays amazingly well still. Uh, it's such a such a finely tuned game. Looks great, plays great to this day. Yeah, I remember at that time also my brother kept calling me to tell me to get home because he was itching to uh, get his hands <laughs> dirty yeah. with his Dreamcast. I can imagine. Mm. No, but yeah, what an amazing day that was. Just, uh, you know, the anticipation that we had built up around its launch, mm-hmm. um, you know, finally having it in our hands. And you remember, I, I also got, um, not only did I get almost every launch game, but I also got the, you know, I got additional VMUs and mm-hmm. jump packs, and I also got the light gun. Yeah. But the only light gun that they released at that time was not an official Sega light gun because uh, the Columbine massacre was oh, like a big wow. deal at the time. And uh, they, Sega decided that they were not going to officially release any guns in the, in the States. Uh, I see, I see. So I had a third-party gun. Uh, I think it was Mad Cats. What, what, what game actually used that gun? House of the Dead 3, which oh. was an amazing game. Got it. Okay. Um, and that was a launch game. So if you don't have the light gun, kind of, you, you can still play it, but it doesn't, not as cool. <laughs> <laughs> Got but, it. Uh, but yeah, you talk about arcade at home. That's the first, really, the first system that really made you feel that you had an arcade at home. Just a, even yeah. better than an arcade at home because a lot of the games look better on the Dreamcast than they did in the arcade. Yeah. And also, um, to follow up on the Dreamcast itself, uh, you are actually deep into modding systems. Yes, I am. And, and uh, 
and the Dreamcast that we got in 1999 still works today, and yeah. uh, and it's in your possession now. Yes, now you have been kind enough to pass that on to me, and uh, it's still alive and kicking. And not only that, but it's better than ever because I installed uh, something called the GDEMU in it, and that's like a basically a, like a, a tricky. It's like a fake past bypass uh, way of getting games onto the system. So you just put your games onto an SD card. You plug the SD card into that little motherboard type thing. Mm -hmm. and you can just play games directly from an, an SD card. And it's a great experience. Um, it loads super fast. The games play exactly the same as you remember them. And um, it's kind of like bringing that classic amazing system into the modern era. And it's a uh, the best way to play it right now very awesome very cool yeah all right yeah man i mean there's so many memories and you know making this list was hard there's so many cool amazing moments in my life that you know were gaming centered yeah uh this was a hard list to put together and i really had to dig deep and see you know what really what were the fondest memories of gaming you know that yeah. we experience and um yeah. and some of the items on this list i didn't remember until i had to dig deeper yeah of course of course and then when i when i settled on these five then all these other ones came flooding in yeah 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 um, you, you remember christmas nights for sega saturn oh i love that I, I bought that game actually for like a couple of bucks at blockbuster because same for me i also bought it for like a couple of bucks at <laughs> amazing <laughs> It's so much fun with that one. Oh my god! And you know that game is—you can have that now from the uh, PlayStation Network, from the Xbox really? Live Store. They, yeah, they have the the Christmas version. Christmas Nights is built in. All you have to do is, um, well, you can put a cheat code in to get access to it, mm -hmm. or you can adjust the date in the fake system to Christmas, um, if I'm not mistaken. Wow! But I, the cheat code is really easy to do, and you just get instant access to it. Wow, wow. Okay, very cool. Maybe I'll check it out. Amazing, amazing game. Um, but yeah, there's so many moments. And I, I know that Darkstalkers is a big game for you. Oh, yeah. Your, mm -hmm. your past. Yeah, uh, I think a lot, a lot of the 2D games were very, uh, the 2D fighters were... Oh, God, yeah. If we go to just the, you know, the Sega Saturn and the 2D fighters, the, the tag fighting games that I used to import. And... And uh, we have a story with a uh, Super Street Fighter Two for the Super Nintendo, but that's a <laughs> Super Street Fighter. I, I think that's that's for a different episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a that's a special one. <laughs> <laughs> that's a special one. But yeah, man. I mean, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I could talk about this all night. Yeah. I could keep going and going and going. But mm -hmm. um, I think we've mission accomplished in the in the top five. Yeah. Well, we uh, we want to thank uh, all the listeners uh, who tuned in and kind of relive this stuff with us. <laughs> it's been a lot yeah. of fun. I mean, this is like really nothing. There's nothing I'd rather do than sit around and talk about this stuff. So thank you all for sitting in with us. And uh, um, and we'll record at the next episode soon. And we yeah. hope everyone listening will join us uh, for that conversation as well. Yeah, and that one, I'm hoping, uh, is going to be 
full of bitter anger, <laughs> resentment, fury, and rage. We we got all the joy out of the way. Now now we can yeah. actually unleash some, some of the <laughs> nostalgia. Is lovely. It's a beautiful thing. But I have so much fury in in my in my chest. Right. And I need to get off my chest. All right, sounds so. good. Then the next one will be uh, angst, focused, and rage. <laughs> it right, sounds good. Well, thanks, John. All right, man. Thanks, Jim. Yep. Talk See to you later. Time.